Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for Palm Sunday, April 9th, 2017. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Russ Dean, co-pastor with Amy Jackstein at Park Road Baptist Church. His sermon today is entitled, All Over But the Shoutin'. You know, Palm Sunday might be one of the most important days for the church, one of the most difficult days for the church to understand. As Amy was explaining to the children, there is a mix of images on this day. Jesus on a donkey, humble and meek, and yet our choir just sang about the Lord strong and mighty in battle, and you get those images mixed together. And the church has always had to contend with those images. What kind of Jesus will we have? What kind of Jesus do we have? And will we lean toward the image of the humble Jesus or the image of the war horse, the victorious Jesus? It's a very interesting day in the life of the church. I think a very interesting day in the life of the church in this day. What image will we lean to? Humility or glory, strength or weakness. Difficult day, important day for the church. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. What is this shout that punctuates this day of Christian celebration? Hosanna. Is it a prayer? Or is it just a hollow shout, a provocation, a war cry? Hosanna. The meaning of Palm Sunday can be found in two very different understandings of this loud cry. The meaning of that first day of the week that began the last week of Jesus' life and the meaning of the first day of what has become Holy Week in the Christian church. The meaning can be found in our understanding of this word, Hosanna, that is now relegated to religious antiquity. Palm Sunday may be the only day of the year that you hear or speak the word, but understanding its meaning has power to transform the other 364 days of our living. Hosanna. What is Hosanna? Triumphal entry. What is there to celebrate? Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Who is this Jesus who was proclaimed son of David so long ago in a hail of tributes that eventually led to his demise? Hosanna. What does it mean? By definition, The word is a Hebrew prayer. We beseech you, Lord, save us. God, we seek you. We need your help. It is a one-word prayer. It is like our word, amen, a one-word prayer that means, Lord, may it be so. It is like our word, goodbye, which you may not know, as I did not realize, is a one-word prayer, which means God be with you. 
It is like our word borrowed from Spanish, adios, which is a one-word prayer meaning go with God. But like all of these prayers, by the time of Jesus, the ancient Hebrew prayer, Hosanna, had been stripped of its true meaning, and it had just become an expletive, an empty word of emphasis, a shout which could punctuate any cause, righteous or evil. Hosanna, hooray, hurrah, huzzah. God save us? You hear what I'm asking? Yes, today I think we need to pray, God save us from our misunderstandings. Save us from ourselves. Human beings have this crazy and incessant need for religion. Critics say our ancient ancestors created that need out of our tribal fear and weak, selfish need. On the other side of the belief, non-belief divide, the French philosopher known to us as Voltaire, who was not an atheist, said, if God did not exist, it would be necessary to invent God. Voltaire was not an atheist. And he said, if God didn't exist, it would be necessary to invent God because that need to cry out, that impulse to pray is so innate, so inherent to the human condition. We need God because God is real. So we need religion to help us find God. We have this crazy and incessant need for religion. Maybe it's out of the depth of that need for religion that we almost always invariably misunderstand it, pervert it, abuse it. It has always happened with religion. Passion will do that. Hosanna is a simple prayer that comes out of the depth of the heart. But that simple prayer gets twisted around with our distorted view of self and our twisted loyalties, our idolatrous worship of borders and flags and ideologies and cultures. Instead of just reaching out to pray, help, God, I can't do this myself, we turn it around and we start claiming God, seeking to control God, seeking to use God to justify our own prejudices and fears. Hosanna becomes a partisan slogan, a war cry. Blessed is the one who comes to protect our way, to destroy our enemies. You understand the difference? Help God, we need you. Or blessed be God who comes to destroy those who are not like us. Hosanna can be understood either way. Already in the first century, by the time that Passover crowd was working itself into a frenzy over the hopes of a military savior, the word Hosanna had been stripped of its reverent meaning. It was no longer a prayer for the masses. They didn't know that meaning, just like we've lost the understanding of the word goodbye. God be with you. In the first century, they had lost the meaning of the word Hosanna, God help us. 
It was no longer a prayer meant to open the hearts and minds to the salvation of God, whatever that meant, by whatever means of comfort or challenge that salvation would come. Prayer opens us to mystery. It invites us to listen. It encourages us to bow ourselves before the humbling power of a different way, an alternate vision. It's interesting and telling what we have done with the triumphal entry, isn't it? I feel the tension every time we come to this day. Humility or glory. Hosanna or Hosanna. It's not so different what we've done to the triumphal entry from what those first century Jews did to misunderstand it. Far from casting ourselves humbly upon God, we have distorted this prayer, twisting it into a symbol of power, a word of victory over our enemies. Properly understood, however, prayer is not a means of getting what we want. As Thomas More says it, prayer is an alternative to working hard to get what you want. One eventually discovers that what you want is almost always what you don't need. Hosanna. God, help us. Now to be sure, the Roman occupation of Israel was a crushing evil. Like any occupation, people's spirits are broken by the power of an imposing force. Ideology trumps common sense. Patriotism trumps compassion. The short-sighted protection of our way of life trumps the human moral call to be our brother's and sister's keeper. Being right trumps being kind. Being outwardly religious trumps being carefully, compassionately faithful. Those people of ancient Israel, especially the countless nameless peasants who were expendable to the powers that be, had a right to want somebody to save them from the crushing power of Rome. It's understandable why they reached out to Jesus. They reached out to anyone who offered the promise of liberation. But Jesus offered much more, much more than just salvation from Rome. He still does. Jesus came to town on a donkey, mocking the imperial power of Roman Empire. He offered a new vision, not dependence on military strength, not acquiescence to patriotic loyalty, not subservience to economic success. Jesus offered the love of God as the basis for a kingdom which comprises a different set of values altogether. God's kingdom is bottom up, not top down. It calls us to love over fear. It calls us to forgiveness over arrogance. It calls us to inclusion over division. Jesus' expansive view of the mercy of God so threatened the powers, religious and political, that they killed him. 
It is an ironic truth when so much of today's Christian church is celebrating the triumphal entry while clamoring for the support of the state, the stamp of approval of the state, unwittingly becoming the pawns of the state, accommodating Jesus' values to national values. We, no less than that first century crowd, have turned a call for prayer into a shout of power and victory over. It is understandable that the crowds wanted a savior. They always will. What is sad is that they could not understand the salvation Jesus was offering, which probably did include revolution against Rome, but a revolution that can come only by means of a change of heart, turning to a way not our own. When they cried out, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, they were really just saying, hooray, hurrah, huzzah, Jesus, give us what we want. The only real triumph of Jesus' kingdom will come when we can welcome him into our lives, affirm his values into the heart of our nation. His so-called triumphal entry will only be true victory when we can claim his hope, live into his vision with the humility of prayer. Hosanna. God alone can save us. May it be so. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.